high atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hi everyone, this is Mary McCusker. Thanks for tuning in to Talking Catholic. Apparently, the last time I sat down with Mike Walsh to record, I didn't sound peppy enough in the intro, so I'm trying to sound as enthusiastic as I actually feel. You have such a long memory. You know what I the thing I remember? I've never heard that before. You do. Uh, you have a long memory because you always remember uh, when I make those little comments. What I remember is that I had to do the last episode by myself because you weren't able to make it. That's what I, I remember. But, uh, but that was a great I, – I'm sure you didn't go back and listen to it, but it was really a wonderful episode that not, we did. I did but I'll get there. With, we, we did it with uh, Katie Comerford Rivera, who is the Associate uh, Development Director for the Diocese of Camden. It was all about fundraising. Plus, I did something I hadn't done in years and years and What's years. That? I did a roundup of Catholic news uh, going around in South Jersey and globally. Wow. It was kind of nice. It was kind of like an old-school episode. Well, like a news announcer type thing? Yeah. I can't picture that. Well, you know what? It's recorded. You can go back and listen to it. But uh, it was uh, it was me. Uh, you know, I always make fun of my co-hosts whenever they do like an NPR style startup. It felt kind of like that. It, People I don't know listen if I was... to podcasts to be soothed. Well, maybe not. Or inspired. <laughs> Okay. I actually don't know why people listen. I, I do it for informative reasons only. I like a nice calming uh, no, atmosphere. Not that but... but you and I are in the midst of craziness yes, because we are. Uh, this is an opportunity to announce some new news, something I didn't bring up last week, but uh, I'm going to bring up this week, is Catholic Charities, Diocese of Camden, has announced its 17th annual Justice for All dinner and awards ceremony honoree right. for this year. And who is the honoree for this year? Um, we are honoring the Knights of Columbus as a year. global entity, right? Yes, we are, that's correct. We are honoring all Knights of Columbus. Yep, and I believe you're a knight too, Mike. I so am. I hate in to fact. say that we're technically honoring <laughs> him. Oh, oh, you hate to say that. So cool. But no, we are. We're really excited because um, you know I know Bishop Sullivan is a is a knight himself. He loves his his fellow knights, and especially during the pandemic, um, they really stepped up their efforts to respond to disaster relief and they've been very generous in their contributions to Catholic charities and other food banks and honestly I didn't know that much about the Knights until we started promoting this um, in the Justice for All dinner and it's like the more you look into it you realize oh my gosh they do so much not just locally but nationally and globally so it's really we're really excited. Um, it's different than you know in previous years where we've honored an individual this it's kind of this wonderful organization. Yeah, and it, it really is. A, um, and the Justice for All dinner in and of itself, if you're not familiar with it, um, it's been going on for almost 20 years now. This year it's going to take place at Resorts Hotel in Atlantic City mm-hmm. like it has the last couple of years. It's on October 14th. If you want to learn more about it, you can go to catholiccharitiescamden.org slash JFA. Yeah, we use the JFA, JFA 2021. JFA 2021. <laughs> the um, it's it's a fantastic event. Um, it's unique in the sense that every dollar raised goes towards goes out the door. Right. None of the money raised goes towards administrative fees, right. event costs, or anything like that. So I think last year we did it virtual. We did. That was, was act- interesting. <laughs> that was interesting because you and I were pulling out our hair uh, yeah. our hair out for like three uh, three weeks trying to get that <laughs> thing all recorded and put together but um that was a great event and actually ended up being um a good fundraiser event too i think we raised one hundred and fifty thousand plus. i I don't remember the exact number but i remember being blown away thinking you know everyone's struggling during this pandemic are people actually going to donate 
and and they did, including yeah. people who I know were have been struggling or their business has been hit hard. But just seeing that outpour of generosity and, and like you said, just knowing that every every single penny goes directly to clients who are in need. Yeah, um, it's know. amazing whether it's uh, whether it's paying their their electricity bill or mm-hmm. food or rent or whatever it's like ending crises you know yeah. whether it's um like you said housing utility shutoffs i mean can you imagine in this heat yeah. during this heat wave not having um electricity or a working air condition i mean yeah. things like that where people are really in desperate need so, um so, so yeah, the- please support our dinner feel free to come <laughs> we're excited to meet in person um unlike last year i know it was virtual but Resorts is great. The honorees are, are wonderful. It's a really, really great event. It really is. Um, and, and the Knights of Columbus definitely are deserving this year with, with everything they mm-hmm. did. Um, they in the, in, the, in the heart of the pandemic, they were donating millions of dollars to dioceses yeah. and Catholic charities from around the country and around the world, actually, right. to, to really make a difference in, quite frankly, keeping the lights on for a lot of places. Right. And um, we're also, I have to throw this in there, honoring five disciples of mercy. And real quick, those awards um, we've been doing for since 2015 during the Jubilee Year of Mercy. And they're a way to recognize people on the on the local level in the diocese who are, I feel like everybody knows someone who's like that humble, unsung hero in their parish, um, who they don't go looking for praise ever. And they just carry out their work day in and day out, especially, you know, working with people who are vulnerable. Um, so we, for each deanery, we award one person or a small ministry, and those nominations are open until mm-hmm. August 30th. So if anyone's listening to this and you know someone who's really stud- stood out and you want to recognize them, please submit a nomination. Yeah, I was actually on the nomination form today, as a matter of fact, perhaps nominating somebody. Oh. Um, and uh, it's a very simple form to use. Same deal. Go to catholiccharitiescamden.org. Uh, you'll see JFA stuff all over the place. Mm-hmm. I did use the shorthand of hashtag, or not hashtag, slash JFA, and it took me right oh, there. Oh, it did go there. Perfect. It did, it did go right there. And um, the nomination form's right at the top. Um, it's very simple. It takes you maybe five minutes to write something up. It's real easy. Name, address, blah, blah, blah. A little explanation as to why they're in, uh, they're being nominated. And the people we've done, had in the in the previous years are oh, truly... wonderful. I, it is, for me, for all of the great honorees we've had at the JFA, in terms of the, our named honorees, um, it, I get a real kick out of the Disciples of Mercy. I know. And at Catholic Charities, you know, I see the good work day in and day out that our case managers do. But then it's like, oh my gosh, these there are people all over doing this for free every yeah. day. You know, the work they put, put I mean, it's, it's been very inspiring. and It really is. Come to think of it, we can probably talk about this more when we invite one of our guests on. Yeah, I seem to recall one of a... our guests uh, is associated with one of the ministries that were awarded uh, in previous That's years. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. So, but we'll talk about him in a, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> so to, to all of our friends, uh, we certainly hope that uh, you'll take an interest in this year's uh, Justice for All. Uh, if you know Knights, uh, please let them know that they're being honored this mm-hmm. year. Uh, we'd love to see good representation. Um, there's, if you mentioned it earlier, um, Mary, that if there's one thing this bishop likes to do, he likes to remember the knights. They they come to every one of his confirmations. They take right. part in all of our major masses. Um, he loves to spend as much time as he can with the knights. 
is truly impressed with what they do in their parishes and in the communities. Uh, and certainly everything that they do around the world and taking care of, you know, taking care of all of us. Yeah. So it's, a, it's they are a, certainly a deserving honoree. So we're very excited Amen. to have them as our main honoree this year. So before we get to that, there's another event going on in the diocese that we have talked about in previous years a, a wee bit. But, um, you know, this is our, the first year it's going to be done in person. It's in uh, almost two years now. And, and we thought it would be a good idea to bring back um, our good friend, Jose Rodriguez, and a friend of his, to talk about the Summer in the City program. A program you, of course, as well, Mary, are intimately uh, attached to as well as having yes. been a participant. I wish I was of the qualifying age group to participate because <laughs> every time I talk to somebody who's participated in it, I'm just, like, blown away by by what I hear and yeah. the stories they have, the takeaways. And um, it's one of my favorite events to hear about in the diocese. So Jose, welcome back. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> <laughs> he should have done the intro. He's peppy enough. Hey, everybody. <laughs> he, he is peppy. That is true. That's a very good point. And he's wearing a very peppy attire. We, you know, we don't usually do uh, photographs from the actual event, but our, our event, actual recording. Yeah. But we're going to do it today because people need to see the shirt. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's a, just a mood, something man. else. It's, it's a vibe. He is, he is in full <laughs> summer mood. No doubt about it. Um, the, um, How are you today, Jose? I'm well. I'm excited. Uh, we're moving forward. We're getting things rolling, and it's there's a lot going on, but it's all good stuff. So before we move any further, you've brought with us a guest. Uh, can you uh, introduce our guest? Sure. So our guest comes to us from uh, Most Precious Blood here in Cherry Hill. Um, she has been, the last couple of years, a staple of the Summer in the City program. Um, and I'm not going to say too much more because then she's not going to have much to say. So with us, we have Yen. Yen Nguyen. Hi, guys. It's hey, Yen. How are you? I'm Welcome. good. How are you? Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for the invite. No, this is great. So it's true that um, we've actually done many episodes about the summer in the city. And each year they tend to be my favorite episodes because I, I, I love being around younger people in Jose's case youngish people <laughs> and uh it's the before we go too far down the line jose <laughs> what is the summer in the city yes. program so um summer in the city is a a week-long immersion experience we have young people the high school aged young people from all over the diocese come and spend a week together uh in the atlantic county area so We've stayed at Holy Spirit High School before, but the last couple of years, we've been staying at the Blessed Carlo Acutis Diocesan Youth Center, which just happens to be on Holy Spirit campus grounds. So uh, from there, we go out every day, and the, the young people are broken into families, and each family has a different service site. They'll go to the service site for the day, get to meet people, get their hands dirty, get to work, and then come back, and there's activities and reflection uh, and prayer all based off of the Gospel of Matthew 25. Matthew 25, a common Catholic refrain. Catholic Charity's favorite right. passage. <laughs> I, I believe that passage has been brought up on this podcast probably more than any other. Um, it's one of my favorites. But we're, we tend to uh, we tend to fall into the service side of, uh, our, of our faith a lot, which is why it gets uh, brought up a lot. Right. right. So now you uh, said, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You said an immersion experience. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means versus like 
a retreat, I, you know, a trip. I don't know what else so, to call it. What, how do you uh, define that? I say immersion because they have to put, they have to put in the work. Okay. So we'll send them to a work site and they're not there to watch other people work or how this works or how they're taken care of. They have to do it. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then they miss out. You miss out on the whole point of summer in the city. See, on summer in the city. I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, so they have to do the work. And in that, when they immerse themselves in the work, they make connections and, and their lives are changed, their, their attitudes are changed, and they, just, they understand what it, tr- what it truly means to serve mm-hmm. um, instead of kind of just watching it, right? And it's not just like a one week, you go, you come back, and it's over and done with. It sounds like it's something that really sticks with people well after they leave. The idea is for it to stick with the participants and then then them go home to their home parishes and continue to do the work and try to find ways to continue to serve um, and, you know, live that gospel for the rest of their lives. What can we do to serve those that need us instead of just watching it you know so yen you've been a participant in this for how long now um i want to say around five six years i've lost count but Mm -hmm. pretty a good amount of time and so you've been a participant and a counselor now yes I okay so for you as as someone how old were you when you first participated oh gosh um i think it was my summer going into sophomore so how old are sophomores like 16 16, so probably 16 (laughs) okay yeah and uh do you remember what you did that first year and how you felt like what what kind of inspired you to take part in it oh so funny story Um, (laughs) i didn't know about this until my mom said pack your bags you're going somewhere next week (gasps) oh my my gosh Um, you were voluntold (laughs) yeah i was voluntold um so she said you're going somewhere next week and we're like oh we're going on family vacation or something she's like no just you and your sister because i have two younger sisters and one was old enough to go with me um so she was like pack your bags you're going and she dropped us off and she was like, you are doing Summer in the City. And I was like, what is Summer in the City? Oh and we showed up to, like, a high school. So I'm just like, oh, this is probably just a day thing. Why do I need, like, seven pairs of clothes? Oh, my goodness. So um, it was definitely new. Um, I was definitely very shy back then. Um, but over throughout the week, it was a great experience. And... I'm glad that I was voluntold to go. <laughs> and when I came home, my mom was like, how was it? And like, I was like, I'm going back next year. Wow, really? And since then, I've, I've been there. That, wow. Do you remember what any of those, those, those first experiences from that first trip? Sure. Um, so I guess meeting with everyone is definitely a new experience. Like you're meeting a whole bunch of other people your age um, and the Diocese of Camden. Like um, I'm from Most Precious Bud in Collingswood. So like I've grown up... Um, around the area so meeting other people close by like around south jersey um it was like eye-opening it's like oh there's so many other people than just my parish (laughs) um so that was a great experience so like basically you have to live with these people for like (laughs) a whole week Mm -hmm. so you get to know these people pretty well Mm -hmm. and for the sites like jose was saying every day we go out to a different site so whether it be like a cemetery or a soup kitchen or a nursing home um you always get to meet new people in different ages, different groups, um, different situations. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely eye-opening because, you know, 
as like high schoolers i guess the summer is all about you know beaches Mm -hmm. um, hanging out with your friends like just Mm -hmm. having your time with like social media or whatever (laughs) you please um and this is like a week away from all that to like i don't know i want to say like humble yourself and try out new new ways to enjoy your summer and not be just about vacation and like all of that that's a good way that's a good descriptor of it because it really does kind of kind of centers you back because you're right you know well i mean lord knows that i miss summer vacation as a, as a young private <laughs> actually i'm now thinking of my son who's 13 and uh just kind of chilling for the entire summer and i'm suddenly a bit jealous of it uh <laughs> that he's getting to do that um but the truth of the matter is it's it's a bad habit to get into you really actually do want to be sort of involved and remember that there's a bigger world out there that we should be a part of i mean mary you've participated in it what are some of your not not as a not as a participant but as someone at catholic charities where you've had people come. I mean, famously, there, you do, you did something called gleaning last year, right? Or two years ago, right? Yes, that's right. And my colleague Christina Chillum could definitely describe what gleaning is better than I could. But I was part of it, um, and it basically involves people going um, out in Salem County to different farms, um, kind of weeding through produce that would otherwise be thrown out. A lot of it's still still good though and can be used for local food pantries especially um in in salem county which i think is considered a food desert you know it's not there aren't fresh local stores at every corner um and that you know healthy fresh food is is so important um there's a bit of there's a bit of irony there too because salem county is is primarily farmland and yet it's still considered a food desert for anyone who doesn't understand a food desert is is if you're in a community that doesn't have access to easy access to getting to a food store believe it or not there are not Wegmans uh, everywhere in South Jersey. It's not even Acme's. <laughs> uh, you know, your local bodega is sometimes the only place where you can get food, and oftentimes right. that's processed food. You can't get fresh food, even in some, even in the midst of Salem County, where you're surrounded by farmland. It can be difficult to right. get. Right, and if you like don't that. have a car, I exactly. mean, that's like a full day of taking a bus, getting groceries as much as you can carry back home on the same bus to get home. I mean, it's. It's a struggle for a lot of people. Yeah. And gleaning is actually, if I'm not mistaken, gleaning is in the Bible. I mean, it's a it's a it's a requirement of the Bible, uh, correct, Jose? Yes. He looked at Jose because he it. knew I would not be able. <laughs> no, to no, I, we we covered it last year in we our did. virtual. Yeah. Um, last year, so last year, Summer City was virtual, and uh, we did actually. Yen and Aaron teamed up for that gleaning day with with Mary. Um, and yes, gleaning is in the Old Testament, and I don't know off the top of my head, so go back and watch some of the city virtual. <laughs> I remember it. It's, it has to do with it has to do with something related to your farmland, where so much of, such a percentage of your farmland was supposed to be intended to go to people in need. Even even in those days, it's, think of it as like a a farm tithe, um, and um, it's not it's not a donation actually. I mean, the the idea is that the people are supposed to come and glean themselves. You you basically open up something like 10% of your farm to, to right. locals to come and be able to, so that you could feed the people nearby. Right. Um, so there is a, there is very much a spiritual, biblical element to, to gleaning. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, and we are having it again this year, but we'll do a different podcast about that with Christina sometime. Yeah. Um, but I remember last year, uh, I guess I met you last year then. Yeah, yeah I did meet you last year. <laughs> it was great to see, you know, young people just rolling up their sleeves like just 
doing whatever was was needed, whether it was sorting through like a thousand tomatoes and, you know, chucking the old mm. ones. I think Jose may <laughs> have thrown at yeah. one of those old ones I don't at know me. That, I don't know that it was necessarily me. John Kalitz, cough, cough. <laughs> I didn't say it. Do, do you remember which, which was it just uh, tomatoes or were you guys uh, pulling out? Because I feel like it's been there. There was uh, eggplant, yeah. I think. Yeah, watermelons, wasn't there? Was there was like watermelons, yeah. tomatoes, I think cucumbers. Yeah. Uh, we stopped by a few farms. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we just drove around and gleaned a whole bunch of farms, but it was yeah. fun. And I remember chucking a lot of heavy boxes. That's what I know. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And it's, you know, we, when you think about it, you go to Salem County and f- especially for, for young people, not quite knowing what to expect is literally like, all right, everyone pile in this truck with this person you haven't met. We're going to this farm and then that farm. And it's kind of just like a wild day, a really fun, you know, interesting day, but just watching the young people just, okay, you know, it sounds it a just lot more suspect so... when you talk about it. <laughs> oh God, it kind of does. <laughs> There's but... always a plan and a coordinator, but, you know, it's not your typical, okay, we stay in this place the whole day to do X, yeah. Y, and Z. It's all over there the place. There's a lot of moving around. Um, but, and, so sorry. yeah, I mean, is that one of the things that kind of is fun about it? Yeah, I think it was like, I think the fun part was moving around because you're not just in one mm-hmm. spot, which can get tiring and just like a full day of just like sorting tomatoes will get tiring, yeah. but yeah. we... We went and did a whole bunch of farms with different produce, and it was really surprising to see how much produce there was that can't be given to, like, a supermarket or something. Mm-hmm. And just the thought of how many people can be fed with all of those produce um, was, like, rewarding because you're like, oh, I'm not just doing this mm-hmm. to, like, clean their farm for them, yeah. but to give to people who actually need it. Right. Yeah, it's a blast. Now, so so there are service projects, but there's a lot of spirituality to this as well. Yep. Like. Like, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you were doing it this year, but I know in years past you've done stuff with the CFR sisters. Mm-hmm. That then they do something, uh, it's called the Burning Bush. There it is. I think. Yep. But what, tell us a little bit about that. So Burning Bush is, spoiler alert, hmm. um, it is probably the most intimate evening that we have at Summer in the City in regards to one-on-one time with Jesus, right? So. The CFR sisters do an amazing job at organizing this. It's probably the easiest night for me because I just have to make sure the young people get there. And then I let sisters just, they take it and they roll with it. And it's great. But uh, Burning Bush, why? Because the structure, the monstrance is set atop this wooden structure. Um, and at all the arms of the structure, or the branches, if you will, there's a candle that's lit. Um, and the monstrance with Jesus is at the very, very top, and we kind of form circles around the uh, the burning bush. And they lead you in adoration, song, reflection. Um, usually there's, there's someone comes to speak to our young people about life and, and what it means to serve and how it fills them. Um, and throughout the night, there's the opportunity for confession. But I think the main, the biggest impact of the night is when um, whichever one of our, our priests are serving that evening um, processes around with the monstrance. So then it's like, and the sisters are very, um, what's it called? What's the word I'm looking very for? Passionate? Both um, passionate, but very subtle. No, the opposite. <laughs> Overt. Uh, just, just very like on purpose put the monstrance right in front of your face. Like they're uh. very like it's, it's your time, right? So yeah. 
you could be sitting, you know, there's one person on each side of you, somebody in front of you, somebody behind you, but it's like, Up close here's Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And for people, people get emotional for whatever reason, Jesus reaches out through the monsters and just grabs people and like, yeah. wow. Hey, I'm here. And they, and they do. I mean, I mean, I don't want to put the boys on blast, but the Wimberg brothers, um, I can't, I'll never forget it because not last year, obviously, but the year before they were, they were altar servers, right? They were serving. Um, and they're processing with father and the sisters and, but the whole time they're just crying the yeah. whole time. And as, as the monsters got to the next person, they'd cry a little harder. The next person they'd cry a little I'm like, these guys aren't gonna make it. There's oh. <laughs> like 60 kids in this place and well, like yeah, kid yeah, number they're... five, they're just a mess. Um, but it's such they're a beautiful a thing to see. Okay for no, they're a good mess. It's a great like... mess. It's it's a they beautiful moving mess. Yeah. But just uh, <laughs> ugly cries. But it was great. It's great. So yeah, two years um, ago, the sisters invited me to stay for that, and I said no. See? And I God was forbid, right. Mike, I would, some emotion. I, I probably would have cried. I, I would have cracked more than anybody else. Because it is. It's it's a very powerful experience, it it's and it's and to your point earlier, it's very intimate. I mean, mm -hmm. it's really. You know, we talk about these we we talk about spirituality and service and, and things like that, but too often we don't get to have that intimate time with right. our spirituality. And summer in the city really allows that. And I mean, let me ask you, Yen. I mean, in your in your long history, your long <laughs> life so far, it's at the ripe old age of twenty one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, the do you remember that many times in your past when when you were that sort of focused on your spirituality, or is or is summer in the city really sort of like the apex for that? I think like overall, like generally, like the most times when I go on like retreats or parish retreats, those are like the only times when I can actually focus mm -hmm. on like the in intimate relationship between me and Jesus. You know, everyday lives is pretty busy, mm -hmm. so you kind of get lost in touch of that. But summer in the city, like I know that's one of the biggest highlights of and what I look forward to every year to have that, um, you know, that moment, that day, that hour um, for just like my relationship with Jesus. And even though, like Jose was saying, you're surrounded like through 60 with a whole bunch of people, like people walking around, going to like confession and like just sitting, like it feels like it's just you. And it's just like, I guess I'm going to say like a vulnerable space. It's just, mm -hmm. it feels like it's just you and the monsters mm -hmm. there and Jesus, even though it's not. Um, but it's a great experience. And I know every single time I've cried personally, <laughs> um, all happy tears, not yeah. sad tears. But um, it's a great experience. And I hope that anyone who is able to come or hopefully looks forward to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that actually Yen brings up a good point, which you probably should have mentioned earlier. If people want to find out more oh, about yeah. this, how do they? How, how <laughs> and do when they, is it? <laughs> and yeah, sure, when Important is it? That's another um, So. It'll be in the show notes, of course, but um, I, uh, I do want, I figure we should at least promote it now while we're midway through the podcast. Right. And so we're looking at the week of August 15th, so that drop-off would be that Sunday, and pickup would be Saturday morning. Um, but do you always start on the Feast of the Assumption? No. Oh, wow. Usually we are involved in the Feast of the Assumption, <laughs> but it actually fell on Sunday, and oops. It, it, well, it's going to take place in Atlantic City, right? Yeah. But well, they arrive in the evening. Uh, They'll okay. arrive Sunday evening. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, at the Blessed Carlo Acuti Center, um, registration... In Absecon, right? In Absecon. Mm -hmm. Registration is $160, uh, but that covers the meals, lodging, and all mm -hmm. the materials. Um, 
And then to register, you can go to www.camdendiocese.org slash youth ministries slash summer in the city. Um, or you can go to the office Facebook page and find the link to that super long link. Or just go to Google and say Camden Diocese, Summer in the Summer City. In the city. <laughs> that'll, that'll find it as well. Mm-hmm. Or you can email me at jose.rodriguez at camdendiocese.org. Um, so that's a total of six days, right? Six days or seven? So the work is is the Monday through Friday is work. Um, that is, so I feel like that's a short period of time, but so much takes place in such a short Honestly. Period. So during the day, you know, you have these service mm-hmm. opportunities. What does kind of the reflection or aftermath of the day look like? So the days kind of go like this. It's, it's morning prayer. Um which I believe is usually around 7 a.m. By 7.30, they should be having their breakfast. And now, granted, it isn't. It's, it's, you're not getting, it's not like eggs, bacon, sausage. It's cereal, no breakfast bagels, buffets. muffins, <laughs> no, right? Um, it's the kind of stuff that we grab for breakfast on the way out the door to try to get, you know, to work. True. Yeah. Uh, they have to pack our lunch in the morning. So the mornings, it's like right it's away crazy. you're moving because yeah. the bus is leaving. You know, we got to get to work. Uh, and then they arrive at their work sites. Usually by two, three o'clock, they're done. Um, then they come back, right? They come back to the center, um, and we'll give them some downtime. Mm-hmm. So here's some time to kind of just relax. That's that fellowship time where they're able to be with one another and say, "Hey, what'd you do today? Oh, well, today I went to the cemeteries and did this, or today I was with was the sisters and we did this." Um, and then they have the opportunity to to shower and change do their thing, uh, and then we come back for dinner, right? So uh, a family every night will will help, will assist with the preparations for dinner, putting out the tables, putting out the plates, the forks, and, that, and actual preparation of dinner. Uh, and then we have dinner together. Uh, and then after dinner is when we'll go into our reflection. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll look at a different part of the gospel, uh, reflect on that, and... and invite people to share their experiences for the day and it's usually one of the reflection questions is how did you see jesus today or Hmm. where or in who uh and we'll talk about that and um just do some nighttime prayer and then they're hang out again for a little bit until it's time for bed um one one after one evening we'll have either summer in the city alum or seminarian come and talk to us and that'll be the reflection we'll do mass um, but Thursday nights, you know, the big, the big one with um, burning bush, and it's Thursday night for a reason, um, because you've already, you've worked right those three days, and you've already had some, some pretty deep experiences. So when Thursday comes around, you're like Yen said, you're vulnerable. Like mm-hmm. you've seen things that maybe you haven't seen before. You've experienced some things, and and by Thursday, honestly, you're already pretty beat. Like you're already yeah. pretty tired physically but mentally also um just because it's like you think to yourself the whole week like oh my god like i had no idea this was happening right right like in my backyard like there are homeless hungry sick Mm -hmm. elderly people that just don't get any attention and here i am for a week giving them the world and it's like 
oh my God, how am I supposed to do this when I go home? Right. So it is like emotionally overwhelming. So Thursday's like that that day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it's all about, going yeah. out to the margins, you know, finding the people there. It's what we've been called to. And this is just, this week's just a subtle reminder of that. And hopefully, you know, these guys go home and they share that with their families and it encourages their families to to want to go out. I can't wait for Jack to be part of Summer in the City so he can go home and be like, Dad, we got to go. Mike's going to do what Yen's mother something. did, just drop him Oh, off. heck yeah. I'm, to, I'm totally on board with that. I'm, I, that's I'm a week without my son at home. Ah, boy, oh sounds awesome. No, I mean, I mean, right no, I mean he'll uh, he'll <laughs> get a lot out of this is what I meant. I'm sure um, my parents can relate. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure they Thanks, can. Thanks, Mom and Dad, for <laughs> dropping your kid off. <laughs> the, um, so, yeah. oh. Well, actually, you know, Mary, if I'm not mistaken, has, has volunteered to embed herself uh, for 24 hours with Summer in the City this year, where she'll actually be staying the night and getting that yes. first person account this year and doing a little story for us right it is and i, and I thought uh, i'm happy to we I, have not flushed out the details yet mike but no i think those are the hey, details i think we got to figure it out just be there yeah. um because here's what it is was usually like our friends from star herald or, or they come down and they catch a lot of the kids at the sites and a lot of what happens during the day but a lot of the movement and prayer and like the emotional stuff the, the fellowship, the coming together happens in the evening. Mm-hmm. And by that time, everybody's, you know, the staff is back home and going through the pictures and editing and stuff. But, like, I wanted to catch that essence, yeah. that side of the summer in the city where our young people really come to understand and realize that there are other high schoolers like them, yeah. that there are other people on the other side of the diocese that, you know, are in high school, are struggling with some of the same things they're struggling with, but still manage to find time yeah. right. to to do something that is bigger than they are. And yeah. I think that's that that just that thought process, that little piece brings them so close that even when they're outside of Summer in the City, years down the road, they're still communicating and they're yeah. still reaching out to one another and they're meeting up and doing things. And then bullying the director of youth and young adults to be like, hey, are we doing summer city? You need to do summer in the city. So here we are. Is that yeah. what you do, Yen? You, you bully the boss? Be honest. Not too <laughs> much, but yes. <laughs> You're like, Jose, when is it starting? You know, when's the planning? Where, where's, where it's happening? I'm like, Yen, there's a whole global pandemic happening. Well, you you, know, you got to give me some time here. <laughs> so Yen, for you as a participant, was it, a, was it an easy decision to come back as a, a counselor? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, when I heard the news that we were doing it even last year as a virtual, um, I said yes right away because I know, like, it's hard, especially from last year, it was hard. Um, it's going to be hard this year because we lost a lot of people because of the pandemic and, you know, many people are moving away for college, for all the seniors from, yeah. like, two years ago. Yeah. And um, it's going to be hard to get everyone, but hopefully that anyone that who has been um, can reach out to you know like friends, cousins, siblings, mm-hmm. um, and just tell them about their experience. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because this year the Summer in the City program is definitely in like a rebuilding stage. Because what it has been is that just that natural progression of okay, I'm a participant, participant, boom, now I'm a junior counselor. So last year, having to try to guide this through pandemic. We lost a year, so we lost a whole generation of summer in the city uh, who would have been seniors. So like true. they aged out. So since there wasn't that 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 natural progression, 
um, you know, they're off to college, they're at their universities, and now it's like, okay, we moved on from summer in the city. So it's really rebuilding and starting anew with a new group, right? Starting like a new, honestly, summer in the city had become like a family reunion for a lot of wow. our young people. Really? Yeah. Um, but it's like uh, we had to, we were forced to take that year um, and we couldn't bring people together. And we did really well with some of the Zoom because uh, what it was last year was we did the work in the morning and the video would go out in the morning and then the afternoons we did like a live Zoom reflection. But the reflections ended up turning into like a lot of just nostalgic reminiscing mm. of what hmm. summer in the city would have been. So again, so we there was that that gap. So starting new, but I think it's 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 a kind of almost a double-edged sword, right? Because you're going to miss the people that you're used to seeing every year, but at the same time, it has gifted the opportunity for a lot of young people who haven't experienced yet to experience it and be able to share that. So, um, still, still really excited for it, and and this is you know a growing year, but we have some great sites set up. Um, can you preview any of the places you're going to? I can, if I must. Um, <laughs> so we will be helping um, at Holy Cross Cemetery in Mays Landing, which is it. It's a corporal work of mercy, um, and we'll do some beautification work there. Uh, we are set up to work with the CFR Sisters in Atlantic City at the Father Benedict House, uh, and that could be a variety of things, whatever whatever they need done. Um, you know, uh, just uh, their Father Benedict House typically is working with people in the community, the poor and needy in the, in the community, so it, it could be something like that, but it could yeah. be something else or, entirely. Know, yeah, it could paint a room or do something, so... Mm -hmm. um, Catholic Charities uh, in Atlantic yes. City, um, packing food or, or working in their thrift store. Um, the Arc of Atlantic County, which is, is working with um, people with disabilities uh, and just having kind of activities with them and, and also working in their thrift store. Uh, this year we've opted to make the actual center itself one of the work sites, so one of the families will stay behind and it'll just be uh, tidying up, cleaning, staying on top of things, you know, disinfecting tables, chairs, whatever, and then prepping. Mm -hmm. You mean uh, the Acuta Center? Mm -hmm. Okay. You keep saying family. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of the name of each? Yeah, so so that Sunday group. evening. When you first said that, I'm like, how many relatives are in this one? <laughs> <laughs> no, that Sunday evening when they arrive, uh -huh. we usually have like a dinner with their parents and the participants. Oh, that's and that's nice. Yeah, and then we tell the parents, okay, you guys got to go. This was great. Dinner's <laughs> over. See you. Bye. Uh, and we bring all the young people together. And I have the task of beforehand putting the families together. What happens is I'll say, okay, Mike, Mary, and Maria, you guys are a family. Okay, this is your family unit for the week. You guys have to name yourselves. And you come together and you guys will come up with a family name, and that's your unit for the week. You don't know each other from Adam. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, I try to be, I try to do that on purpose. Um, but by the end of the week, it's it's funny because sometimes you get a little bit of like family rivalry, like oh we you know we ah. worked with the sisters on Monday and we did this. Oh well, we worked with the sisters yesterday and we did Gotta this. Each like other. <laughs> it's you know how much can each family do each day? Right. Um, just healthy competition, which you yeah. know it's high school students will be high school students. Mm -hmm. um, but it's great because that's how we break up the chores and and you know assign certain things and you know the that the morning of you know we do our morning prayer and that's when the the work goes out. okay so 
you know, the Rodriguez Rockets will be going to the Ark today, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, and it's great because they they really do they 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 take it they they embrace it and it's it's phenomenal. Man, so, I hated getting split up. You know, mm-hmm. the, whenever back in high school, whatever activity it was, there'd always be the supervisor who makes sure that you and yep. your bestie who went with you get put into different Trust groups. Me, but it always works out for the best. Uh, like yep. pushes people out of their comfort zone. And so, Yen, uh, as someone who lived all through that, I mean, mm-hmm. was that kind of was the family life something that that you had a hard time understanding at first or was that something that everyone just kind of jumps right into definitely it's really hard at the beginning it doesn't click like you don't know these people that you're paired up with and most of the time jose does do and like split siblings apart cousins relative friends people from the same parish um i'm intentional that's the word i'm looking for intentional i'm intentional yeah so we're all split up and it's definitely not easy because like i said you don't know these people but throughout the week like you're put into situations together so whether it be working at a homeless shelter and like experience something like you're not there by yourself with your family unit and your leader or counselor. Um, but throughout the week, that's how you get close through like the hard, like where you're like sweating outdoors doing, I don't know, like painting the curbside, which I've personally done. Um, <laughs> like we're out there like sweat, tears, no blood, but. Um, <laughs> 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 but yeah, like throughout just like service sites or like the downtime, um, we really do become a family and like, I still keep in touch with some of the people from the past years. So it's definitely experience, um, hard at first, but easy at the end. It's right. funny because those first couple days, like you'll see the relatives try to gravitate towards each other. And then you gotta, I gotta be the bag. Yo, you the two, get away from each other, like, <laughs> go to your families. But then by the end of the week, it's like Yen doesn't even know her sisters anymore. Like she has nothing to do with them. So um, it's, it's funny because it's like, okay, you got to go back home with your sisters. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I don't want to go home with them. I want to go with the family. Um, but it is. It's, so it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. Because, again, at other diocesan events or masses or out at the mall or whatever, you, you bump into each other again. It's like, I know you. Yeah. We're, you know, we were in the same family, whatever. And how you been? And it, it's just... It's church, mm. right? Yeah. You know, it's it's literally the essence of church, and it's beautiful to watch. Yeah, and you know, we, we've talked a lot about the Akuta Center, Carlo Akuta Center, but we haven't really described what it is. Can you tell us a little bit about idea. that for for people who aren't maybe have never experienced it? So, the Carlo Acuti Center, the Blessed Carlo Acuti Center, is a, a center that Bishop has um, blessed and deemed for the use of youth. Uh, primarily for the use of youth and young adult ministry. Um, I know the sisters have confirmations, or confirmations, what? <laughs> the sisters have retreats there. Some of our parishes do confirmation retreats there. But it really is, um, it was an old convent. So it's first floors has some meeting rooms, kitchen, and then the second and third floors are bedrooms. Chapel too, um, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yep, chapel. Um so it's really just a space that has been named for, like the purpose is for ministry with young people, which is great because it just facilitates everything. You know, the office wants to put a retreat together for young people, we have a place. Uh, one of the parishes wants to do a confirmation retreat or a retreat with young people, they have a place to go to. Um, it's not so much searching for, hey, where, who can take us in for the week or who can do this, it's, mm-hmm. um, it's available. And it sleeps a lot of people too, right? Yeah, yep. I think it's, uh, I think there's 
20 rooms on each floor, I believe is what it is, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, and everybody doubles up, everybody gets a roommate, right? What's that? Does everyone have a roommate, typically? Well, usually. This year, um, co- uh, COVID has kind of forced us to change things a little bit. Um, but this year, I, I purposely want to give everyone their own room. Mm. Um, so everyone will have their own space at the end of the day. Uh, we're going to try to do uh, a lot of our stuff outside, you know, a lot of the activities when we get back. It's spending a lot of time outside so that there is some space. Mm-hmm. Um, being as safe as we can with everything and just, like I said, one of the sites, uh, the same days, you know, family stays behind and, and let's clean, let's let's disinfect. Yeah. Let, I mean, because we're talking about high schoolers here. Yeah. They're messy. I was, I was, twas I was a high schooler once, and now looking back, I was like, ugh, I get it. But um, so just being clean, you know, staying, trying to stay on top of everything, uh, the best that we can. Um, and it, you know, I felt like giving everybody their own room for this year would allow for some much needed rest and just yeah. downtime. And actually, these folks, the people who take part in it now, don't realize how good they have it because oh, back no in idea. the day, it used to be sleeping on the floor of a high school, right? Yes. So oh, we, wow. like I said, Holy Spirit High School was our home. Um, the boys down one wing of the high school, the ladies down the other wing, and in the classrooms, on the floors. Um, it was some cold, hard floors. Yeah, <laughs> but it was hot and muggy. You know, oh. the, uh, the adults would be out in the hallways. Sleeping in um, the hallways. Sleeping oh. in some of the corridors in the hallways just to make sure we had no, you know. Nobody went walking. To make sure nobody was in the wrong wing at the wrong time. <laughs> um, it was. I mean, that was that was intense. That was, And that was service. Uh, I specifically remember my second. So my first year working here at the diocese, I only did half of the week. Um, and I, <laughs> I met with my family at the cemetery um but i spent about 20 minutes in the mausoleum by myself and that was scary as i <laughs> oh, waited gosh. for them yeah that was yeah, terrifying that, there was a, do it. uh our colleagues here at cemeteries had a cooler with water for the kids um and i was just sitting in the mausoleum and some of the ice inside the cooler melted so things shifted <gasps> and i bolted out of the mausoleum <laughs> i was not hanging around to find out if it was ice or not. All I know is I heard something that didn't sound kosher, so I left. Uh, oh and I gosh. waited for these brave high schoolers to show up. But um, that was my first year. Yeah, the second year I stayed the whole time, and it was uh, sleeping on the floors every day. Um, and uh, just, you know, it was tough. It was tough. My back hurts just thinking yeah, about that. <laughs> but it was worth it. I mean, a little bit of sacrifice. Yeah. So, so, Yen, do you spend much time encouraging people to come to Summer in the City? Yeah, I do. Well, first off, it was like my siblings at first, but now I'm trying to reach out to um, all like my younger cousins or friends that I know of. And like as a catechist at my parish, I'm encouraging um, the confirmation students since I'm one mm. of the confirmation catechists. So I'm just like... Um, I know you're like not of age yet because you do have to be high school or going into ninth right. grade. So I'm just like, um, like look into it. Um, I know I'm not going to see you next year because they'll be confirmed by then. Um, but I'm just like, this is a great opportunity. Like, it sounds like a lot, but it's like the most rewarding experience that you ever get. Yeah. And um, even though like our parish tries to give like opportunities of service, like this is like the greatest opportunity um, in Atlantic City, which is like our neighboring. Mm-hmm. city so yeah and as a counselor how is that different than 
um, just being a regular participant. You you said you're a counselor as well, right? Yeah, I guess that's the term so I am now. So what do counselors counselor. do? Yeah, so um, as a participant, you're mainly like doing all the work, but us counselors still do the same amount of work too. Um, I guess the main difference is help leading the participants and students throughout the week. So, okay. um, you know, encouraging them like, oh, they might not want to like, talk to this certain person mm-hmm. at a shelter and be like you know like they're people too they're not right. just you know the homeless on the streets and they have nothing like they they have stories right so um i guess one of the big things is encouraging to mm-hmm. go out of your comfort zone um so for the important. week yeah mm-hmm. and just like encourage them to talk one another like families like we want to get to know each other um and everyone who's there too yeah did you volunteer to become a counselor or after like a certain number of years or people automatically were you voluntold again yep kind of voluntold jose texted me said fell right into it (laughs) hey we got someone in the city this year welcome back what do you mean well just show up we got meetings prep meetings on this day and this day yep i was told about a month ago (laughs) oh my god that's what i find out surprise um but it is their, their role as counselors is to lead by example right so they receive the work from whoever the coordinator is at the site and it's like all right guys let's do this let's get to work and and just making sure that everybody's having a good time that um as our my uh predecessor would say happy healthy and holy right so that's their job to make sure that everyone's having a happy healthy and holy time you know, and I, as someone who's an introvert like myself, um, it, I know you guys all laugh when I say <laughs> that, but it's true. Right. Um, I have difficulty being around people, uh, like big groups of people and stuff like that. So anytime I have to go to a conference or some big meeting or something like that, I rely on people me. like Yen to make sure that I am not hiding in a corner somewhere, but in fact engaging mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that. Because there is a natural inclination if this is, if you are going to something that there aren't a lot of people that you know or, or you've been and separated from your loved ones by the terrible uh, dictatorial (laughs) uh, director, um, you know, you may have difficulty with that. So that that it is good that you've had people in the program who understand the kind of nuances of it. Because this is a very, I mean, you've said it a couple of times now, it's a very intense week. It is. Um, It is. I don't want to, you know, try to sugarcoat it. It is intense. But every person I've ever spoke to who's taken part in it, they all say the exact same thing, that it was a life-changing, incredibly rewarding event to be a part of. And there is a part of me that's quite jealous that I am now too old and jaded and angry to ever be a part of something like this because from what I can tell all the participants just they get an experience Mm -hmm. via this that they wouldn't have in any other form yeah and a huge part of that is our our is the staff right it's it's you know my job is to logistics get the space get the work get the people there make sure it flows but mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the staff like if it wasn't for these for these counselors if it wasn't for those people who are just you know you see that person and you see summer in the city mm-hmm. because they they give of themselves it's not you know the kids give of themselves but they're off right they're off these are people with jobs these are people with families responsibilities who say i'm going to put that on hold for a week because i want to serve young church and help them serve the needy so if it wasn't for these people, Simon City wouldn't happen. Because mm-hmm. me, you know, I'll have a whole staff meeting by myself and <laughs> talk about how I'm going to get through the week. But when I'm able to surround myself, and I think that's, everyone asks, what's the secret to youth and young adult ministry? 
that's your silver bullet. That's your secret. Surround yourself with like-minded individuals mm -hmm. who are open to speaking life into the young people you serve. And I'm the office is blessed to have the those you know that those type of people around for summer in the city. No, it is amazing, and and honestly, it's it's probably been a great deal uh, of benefit for you too, as someone who has to put together these events year after year. And and it, you know, we wanted to touch on this for just a, a few minutes, but uh, you know, you are getting married in February. So what is this? this? I knew this, you would work that this in. Is a, this is a great opportunity to really showcase your ability of uh, putting together an event like Summer in the City and making sure that you and your beloved uh, fiance star have an incredible experience You're for your wedding. Somebody. For what? <laughs> for the wedding. <laughs> for the wedding. I don't want to do no planning. I don't listen. I love my fiance to death, and I have to say that because there's a contract that I have to say that with her. Um, don't you say a bad word about her. <laughs> no, but it's like you know when it, it's come down to the invitations and the save the dates and the flowers and the colors and uh, you know and I keep I just it's a lot. I tell her, babe, I. As long as that day, careful, I, this, careful. I, this is being re well, recorded. So, so right. here, gentlemen, <laughs> listen to me very carefully. When you find yourselves in this position, and your woman is 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 you know trying to go through all these details with you, and you've just about done, all you got to say is, "All that matters to me." This is what I said. All that matters to me is the day that I'm in at that altar. I look up, and it's you walking towards me. That's all that matters. The rest of it. Has okay. to be planned and coordinated by somebody, Jose. Who is not the groom, because all that matters to me is that it's Star walking towards me. Well, you know, I agree with that's you, actually. Cute. That's all See? I remember. That's all it's I remember. It's cute, for... but logistically, okay. somebody's got to go through all those You're little not details. Wrong. The, literally, the only thing I remember from my wedding, literally, the only thing I remember from my wedding and oh. was the reception were the doors opening in the back and seeing Jennifer there. See? Aww. It's the only memory I have. I could wear a paper bag, I don't care. <laughs> As long as it's her. Yeah. And then, you know, father will you ask to me. Wear a paper bag. No, father will yeah. ask me, do you? And I said, yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess we're here. But <laughs> that's it. Have you invited, are you inviting all the Summer and City folks to the wedding? The who? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> don't go down that road. <laughs> well, I think it, well, they can come to the wedding. They might not be invited to the reception, but I'm sure it's open. The wedding's probably open to I, everybody, I, right? I'm, I'm, I'm all the church is open to whoever. Taking ch yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the church, anybody can come to church. You know what? To, 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 all of the, to all the Summer and the City folks, I'm inviting you to, to star and Jose's wedding uh, uh, ceremony at uh, sometime in February. I don't know. I'm photographing. I don't even know which weekend it is in February. Thank but, God uh, for that. This is <laughs> out there inviting everyone. But I'm telling you, everyone should come to the wedding it's ceremony. February 31st. Is it really? Oh, yeah. February yeah. 31st. Perfect. Wait, I will no... definitely be there. Uh -huh. <laughs> Mary, I Mary, see what you did Mary, there. Welcome back, Mary. Welcome back. <laughs> Well, I'm oh very excited gosh. about summer. I'm very excited about your wedding, but I'm very excited about yeah. summer in the city yeah. as well. Uh, I do hope if anybody's interested that they will uh, take part in it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, go to camdendiocese.org and look up uh, summer in the city. Google it. It's if easy I, to find everywhere. If I can, Mike, just if you are thinking about it, don't wait too long because yeah. we are capping. There is yeah. a cap. So, so, you know, go with your gut and just sign the registration, send it in. Right. Well, I look forward to seeing all of uh, Mary's reporting about it, and I look forward to hearing about it. And I probably won't be there, but uh, I'm sure that you guys will have a great time. So thank you very much for joining me for the Thanks. podcast. Mary, thank you for being my co-host today. And to our listeners, thank you again for, for listening. And we'll be back again next week. Talk to you later, guys. Bye.